We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Friends, back at you with another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe. We're coming to you for the first time uh, that we've been together in a while since the the Clippers game where Dallas walks away with a victory at Houston, 113-100. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. That was uh, that was a good palate cleansing win. Uh, much like I'm pretty sure that's exactly what I said after we talked about the Clippers win too. Oh yeah. I, I before we get started, I got to just read this from friend of the show and Mavs employee Bobby Corrala, who said Luka Doncic is the first player with a 30 point, 15 rebound, 10 assist, triple double since Luka Doncic on 8 4 2020. Who was the first player to do it since Luka Doncic on 3 4 2020? That's great. That's a I good mean, one. And while we're while we're here at the top of the show, there were some uh, some of our our lovely listeners questioning why we were talking about Luca not being injured last night. It's because he wasn't injured last night. That's why we were talking about it. Um, anyways, what an outstanding performance! A a really wild game, kind of across the board. After we went through kind of person by person last night and excoriated uh, just about every member of of the team except for like Jalen Brunson. Uh, and Maxi tonight, it's it's kind of a, a a role at least for the starters a real role reversal. Like they that was the first 2019-2020 game I've seen from them this season. Yeah, uh, that was probably you know that was Luca's best game of the season, the best he's looked since that Clippers game. Uh, and it, it's quite amazing what happens when you make your open shots. Uh, I really don't like you know just kind of you know, you know me and, you know, we like talking and breaking things down and trying to look at things and explain why things happen. But as I was watching this game, I was like, man, it really just like, I don't know offensively if the Mavericks are doing that much differently than they did in the first six games. Guys are just making open shots. I mean, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. goes eight of 10, you know, Richardson two of seven, Finney Smith two of five, like they were 16 of 39 from three, 41%. That's probably the best three-point shooting 
uh, game they've had probably of the season. They played. They shot the ball real well against the Lakers. They also shot the ball yeah. real well against the Clippers. But it was kind of a, a a number of things. And you know, we're kind of burying the lead in terms of of what happened early in the game. I missed the first quarter, and it seems that either Rick Carlisle has been reading the site, hint he hasn't, or he just got tired of seeing the same thing that we've been seeing and decided to mix up the starting lineup. So what? Who went in for who? Because I kind of missed the start of the game. Oh, yeah. they. It was kind of crazy because we all kind of anticipated that the Dwight Powell change was going to come. But he didn't. He not only did the Wally, the Collie Stein for Dwight Powell swap, but he put in Maxi Kleba and Tim Hardaway Jr. hit the bench, which I think was by far the bigger news of that switch because I think everyone could have anticipated Powell was going to get benched eventually. Uh, so that was pretty crazy, uh, especially when you consider what Hart like. Hardaway's season last year changed on a dime when he became a starter because he played more next to Luca and got more shots. So that was interesting. And that lineup, like the the first quarter was a little uneven. I don't necessarily think they were extremely crisp, and that makes sense because I'm pretty, you know, fairly certain that's like the first time that line those five guys have played together in a game. And if if it wasn't the first time, it was definitely the most run they got at once. Um, so there was it wasn't as crisp uh, in the opening quarter. Uh, although the Mavericks did get out to a good lead. And I think what was the biggest thing was it just gave them part. This is a technical term, but I think it just gave them a kick in the ass, you know, like they had really slug, like just sluggishly slumped through these last couple of games. And it was pretty obvious that that lineup that they were using to start games, which wasn't working. And they looked a little energized to not be beating the square peg into a round hole anymore, I think. And guys just looked, they just looked, better not necessarily because they were making more shots but guys were just moving with uh, with better energy and a better engagement uh and i think that kind of set the tone and then as the team kind of settled in they started making their shots and the the lineups it obviously paid off big time uh willie collie stein obviously is a big part of that uh story and he's earned his minutes he had a fantastic game it's probably the best he's looked in dallas uh, and he has earned his opportunity, and now we'll see if he can build off that because that's kind of the, the th- story of his career, right? He's shown these flashes before. Now he, he's done it again. Let's see if he can build on it for for once. Yeah, and, and he's an offensive-minded big. That much is evident. He likes playing offense. He was running the floor tonight, showing some of those like wide receiver skills I've read about, and, and that was really impressive defensively and I killed him today online because he he picked up six fouls in 12 minutes yesterday every single one of them was stupid and it's one of those things where if he's going to be on the floor he has to bring that little bit of difference on the defensive end that you know Dwight was trying Dwight just can't do anything I think that that Willie Colley Stein has the physical tools to at least be an impediment because the man is enormous He's got long arms. There's a lot going for him. He's, I don't expect him to make the right defensive play every time, but there's just, there's just times where he looks like he doesn't know where he should be, which isn't like that just shouldn't be possible for a guy who's played in the league this long. That said, I, I'm glad that they gave him the chance because it, we need to see some tape because they just needed to do something different. Yes. So it was like watching the Mavs start that way. You know, Luka Doncic's shot chart with, with, uh, Powell in is not good. 
it's rough because he hopes to get down there in the lane. And there's that that explosion that you were seeing from Willie Collie Stein. Powell had that last year and he doesn't. He doesn't have it now. Doesn't doesn't mean to say he can't get it back. I really still think he could if he get if he puts enough time and work in, but rebuilding the muscle in those legs is gonna take time. And he just like the guy just can't jump anymore. It's really, really disappointing to watch Powell play sometimes. And honestly, the fact that they kept putting him in this game was a little bit surprising because he wasn't any good. He Powell still wasn't any good. It's it's very it's just it's just kind of disappointing to see what's happened to him because I had grown to accept him and even like him as a player. But, you know, watching Willie Colley-Stein do what he did with starters minutes, uh, he played 24 minutes, which which I'm just going to click here. That that has to be among the highest for, for this season. Somebody asked me in my – in Twitter uh, – oh, yeah, he – this – Somebody asked me what I would consider a success for Willie Colley-Stein start tonight, and I said playing more than 20 minutes. He played 24, which is a season high for him. Um, there, There's a lot that, that they have to explore. He's probably going to get exposed. But we've seen Dwight Powell get exposed. It's time for something new. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think – I wonder if Rick putting in uh, Maxi to start with him was I'm, – I'm just thinking about this now. Obviously, a lot of it is because – Tim Hardaway Jr. was has been pretty horrific through the first six games. But I wonder if part of it was Maxi is a smart defensive player, and I wonder if he was like, okay, I'm going to put Collie Stein in there, but as a security blanket, I'm going to start him next to Maxi so that we have at least one defensive big on the floor that knows what the, you know, that I can trust and rely on being in the right spot in the right time. And maybe Maxi can help paper over some of Collie Stein's deficiencies, and we can just let Willie be Willie, so to speak, and just feast off his strengths and then have Maxi try to hide the weaknesses. So, um, so Rick seems to get very into rotation sets unless like foul trouble depends upon things. Why not just get weird with some of these minutes? Like if, if you're playing Maxi four minutes to start the game and then you like kind of doing some of the weird Dirk rotations that used to happen back in the day, like just, just get odd. Things don't need to be quite so neat. Um, play a little more on feel i know they can't always do that but man it it was it was just refreshing to see something different after you know three preseason games and then how many games six regular season games of so much of the same yeah totally and you were talking about Powell only you know playing more than you still would have liked because you know you're still pretty much largely ineffective uh i mean even then you know this was a weird game and we'll probably get into that later uh, in terms of the officiating. So Colley Stein had four fouls, Maxi had five. Uh, so they still had some slight foul trouble there. So, so Powell kind of had to play. And I guess I'll, I'll just say this. And I said this on Twitter and I immediately got killed for it because you just cannot speak Powell's name on Twitter without getting <laughs> killed yeah. for it. Uh, I thought he, you know, he was a minus nine and 15 minutes. He had a really bad miss at the rim where he got kind of stonewalled and just kind of yeah. flung something up. But I thought there were some stretches in the second half where he looked pretty good. He had a block on James. He had a, in cool. one possession, he had a block on James Harden. And then right after that, had a trap and a steal. Um, and then he had like two really nice passes to the corner to open shooters who did not shoot the ball. And you're thinking like, you know, if those are two makes, he gets two assists and the Mavericks score six extra points while he's on the floor. And that minus nine doesn't look so bad. So I, I thought he he looked a little bit better than normal, but also you know hey, fifteen minutes off the bench is a lot better than if Powell is the way he is right now. You can survive fifteen minutes off the bench more than you can survive twenty minutes in the starting lineup. You know, yeah. So yeah, so that helps. Not, 
and and you know you did mention him briefly, and I think we should pivot to him pretty quickly. Was was how I mean, it that the past two games, a back to back on the road performance from Tim Hardaway Jr., where he goes two of thirteen from three one night, <laughs> and then shoots eight of ten from three the next night, is just it's insane. You know. His shot looked better. He rebounded the ball. He had seven boards. The man actually looked engaged. It was really something to see. Yeah, I'm going to look something up real quick, Kirk. And I need – because this is, like, really funny how this is kind of, like, mirroring what happened to him last season. Yeah, it's weird. It's like – so you talked about the night before he has maybe his worst game of the season – 4 of 15 from the floor, 2 of 12 from 3. They make the lineup change, but instead of going from the bench to the starting lineup, he goes from the starting lineup to the bench. Immediately the very next game, he has huge, you know, obviously, you know, 30 points. You just mentioned it, 7 rebounds. He has a huge game. And I want to look, and I want to say that's kind of what happened to him last year, except he went from the, the bench to the starting lineup. Let me look. I can find that game. Oh, this is so fun to do this live. Okay, yeah, so last season, uh, you know, about – you know, deeper into the season, they're about 10 or 12 games in. He goes 15 minutes against the Spurs in November of last season, 0-5 from the field, uh, 0-3 from three, uh, no rebounds, two assists. And he played only 15 minutes. He basically got benched in that game. And then he comes right back the next game, and he's starting, and he scores 20 points on seven shots, four, four from three in a 40-something point win. Uh, against the Golden State Warriors, like I tweeted this, I was like, maybe he just he thrives off drama. I don't know. Maybe he needs some some chaos in his life to get him going because that's just so that's hilarious that he just I don't know what it is. Maybe he just responds to some sort of coaching change like that. That's just it's just kind of crazy. Well, in in fun like small sample size theater, before the Bulls game, he was shooting thirty seven percent from three. After the Bulls game, he was shooting 32% from three. After this game, he's shooting 41% from three. So it's it's this is just sort of what happens until you get 20 games of data under your belt, where mm-hmm. it just like wild swings. And you know, I the the struggles that the team have had have really allowed a couple of these guys, you know, Powell's taken the blunt of the fan grief. But Dorian Finney-Smith and Hardaway have really been very poor. Um, Dorian had, you know, kind of a classic last year Dorian game, you know, two for five from three, uh, which is, is, you know, the guy was shooting 26% from distance in, in six games. So it's nice to see him, like, rattle a few down. It's, you know, it just it, – it, makes me want I don't want to say it makes me no it does it makes me wonder what would happen if the Mavericks actually had people who are good at shooting Luca is giving people great shots um Tim's about the only guy who who's who's able to hit you know kind of the the contested nonsense but it's it just makes me think and I think one day the Mavericks will actually make that a priority maybe not this year but you know it, it, overall I I I'm really pleased to get the win because what some of the things that that you and I talked about last night with like the upcoming schedule uh, you know, it, they still got, uh, I'm still not sure what they're doing with some of these bench lineups. You know, Carlisle played, you know, a one do, uh, three minutes who posted a negative four played James Johnson, who played 20 minutes, which might be a season high for him. And he had a negative 22. 
Um, <laughs> there was there's just some funky stuff going on, and this is what, but this is what happens when you move a bench player into the starting lineup. Is the car the coach has to start figuring out new things that might work, and I don't know. The Mavericks are just kind of have to keep this together with with you know kind of chewing gum until Porzingis comes back and and can st- stabilize you know the, this offense a little bit. It's it's very, I'm very interested just to see what what they're able to put together here because if they, I would like for them to play 500 basketball at that'd be my key. You know, I, I've kind of settled on that that they play 500 basketball until. Uh, KP gets back, which I still bet is another, you know, 10, 11 days. Yeah. And I think with the bench, uh, what's interesting with this new rotation they, they pulled out tonight is that with Hardaway coming off the bench, I think that that meant you had less of a need or there was less opportunity for Burke and Brunson to get minutes. And I mean, Burke only played nine minutes tonight. Uh, and I think he's quite like he has flown under the radar as someone who has not performed probably up to expectation i know maybe some of that got inflated with the bubble and the playoff performance but uh, i was someone who beat beat the drum on him being a quality guy for the mavericks because i saw him do some of that before you know the season he got here when he was traded over here like i think he just has a skill set the mavericks can use but he hasn't been great just to start the year i mean he's you know the last three games now he's had really rough shooting. Well, last man, last four games now, he's had really rough shooting games. Uh, and when Hardaway comes off the bench, that means you don't kind of have to rely, you know, you can siphon off some of Burke's minutes, give them to Hardaway. You can, you can with Kleba and Kali Sire in the starting lineup, it just, it just opens up some more room for uh, you to not have to rely because you're playing a little bit bigger now. So you don't have to play these Burke Brunson minutes for, for long stretches because you're starting games bigger with Maxi and Cauley Stein up front. Uh, maybe that balances them out a little bit and you don't have to rely on those two. Uh, but then that kind of puts the pressure on Hardaway. Like he's kind of, he's kind of got to keep it going, not necessarily do what he did tonight every night, uh, you know, but he needs to be able to, to, to hearken back to last season at least. Uh, Cause otherwise, yeah, the bench score, the, you know, where are they going to get points when Luca goes to the bench is I think suddenly starting to become a really big question mark for this team. Um, and it, you know, it didn't necessarily, you know, it didn't kill them tonight, but there were stretches in the second half, you know, they scored 23 points in the third quarter where they just didn't have it. And, you know, when Luca's when Luca was on the floor, it just didn't look good. Uh, and then they had that stretch. <laughs> Kirk, I think you were kind of guffawed and slack when they missed. I think they had like a stretch where they missed like four wide open corner threes in a row or something like that. So like gave up a 16 point lead and then yeah. ended up back up to 13 before the end of the game. It was a very peculiar game. Yeah. And it kind of, I mean, I feel like this game just encapsulate, it encapsulates all of what we talked about with like, like, I don't think there's, there's some things they did better on offense. Sure. But man, how much does it just come down to guys hitting the open shots that Luca creates? Uh, I felt like that's why they built up the lead. That's why they gave it away because they missed a bunch of open shots uh, from the corners. And then they built it right back up because Hardaway uh, closed out the game strong and, and Luca bulldozed his way to looking like his MVP self from a season ago inside the, inside the three point line. So I know it's it's probably more complicated than that if you, if we really want to dig into it, but I still I just can't help but shake that feeling. It's just 
it's got to come down to these guys making shots around Luca, and I think they're still generating them as well as they were, uh, you know, a couple days ago. I don't think that much has changed. It's just, it's just nice to finally see some of these, some of these go in for once. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we could probably talk about this one for a while, just because it feels really good to like to get a win. But got a couple days off, and then the Mavericks play. Who do they play next? Ah, they play the Nuggets uh, at the on the late game on TNT on on Thursday, which I have a sneaky feeling I'm going to end up covering. That's okay. Um, I I just like writing the late game is all like like is always a, an exercise in hilarity just because uh, you know the TNT games never actually start till like ten twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got uh, we got a couple of posts coming in the next several days, and I'm pretty excited about. And I'm trying to think if if like there's there's oh you know what I do when I you said something there about the uh, the fact that bench scoring seems to be a little hard to come by. It's making me laugh because they have a bunch of guys on the bench that want to shoot the ball. Um, <laughs> yeah, they it's do. Like, it's like you know, Burke and Brunson go three of eleven combined. It's like guys, guys, what 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 are we doing? Um, anyways, that's just a minor thing. They'll, I think some of these things start to work work themselves out uh, given enough time. You know, Porzingis, if Porzingis comes back and plays, if the Mavs get him for fifty games this year. I really think that that we should be excited by that because he opens up aspects of their offense that that and you know that just bumps everybody down a peg and we can expect less from those from those players. Mm-hmm. Um, do you got anything else before we get out of here? Uh, Nineteen to twenty from the free throw line. Uh, that was very nice to see after last night against Chicago. Uh, just kind of goes to my theme of like they just it's. <laughs> I hate this because I'm not this guy, but it, it feels maker like it's a maker miss league, Kirk. It feels like that with this team right now, and I hate that phrase, but that's what it feels like right now. Well, you know, a win is a win is a win. I think yes. we should all be excited. We should be excited for something different to talk mm-hmm. about. I look forward to getting. I don't know. I got like kind of flamed today for for making fun of Willie Colley Stein, but like I did talk in the podcast about how I wanted him to start, so I don't. You know, can't please everybody. No, I mean, um, I mean, before we go, like, come on, like those, what are we talking about here? Those six games, like he, he didn't look good for the majority of the time he was on the floor of those six games. Like we can't, like, yeah, we both agree that he needed to play because they just needed to do something different, but let's not act like he was, uh, he was like uh, 1998 Shaq coming off the bench these first six games, like. Uh, you know, we we can we can see it. We can see these things. It, it wasn't like made up. Oh well, it's all in it's all yeah. in good fun. Uh, the the coaching staff is trying to keep it all together, and you know they're one game away from five hundred. If they could somehow eke out a win over the Nuggets, who have had their own kind of struggles, believe it or not, that would be a uh, quite the quite the thing after eight games. I think so. Well, we'll be back in a couple of days. This has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe with Mavs Moneyball After Dark, and we will talk to you a little later in the week. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.